đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you week episode of team cat home my radio today happy monday hope you guys are having a great day and we're gonna go straight into what we're gonna be talking about members of the political group returning valiant were ignorant of the national security law hong kong courts hears the members of the self-proclaimed revolutionary political group returning valiant were ignorant of the national security law and the consequences of breaking it one of the one of the defense lawyer told a Hong Kong court on Friday, Lun Wan Yum, Guat Man He, and and Chan Chao Ching Yu submitted the mitigation in the in front of Ju- District Judge Guat Wai King at the District Court on Friday, after three of their co-defendants did so last week. They are among seven people, including four minors, who have pled guilty to the charge of conspiring to incite subversion under the national security law for allegedly spreading seditious messages and inciting subversion by organizing street groups and press conferences as well on social media between January and May last year. Chen, who was reprimanded, was absent from Friday's hearing, from Friday's hearing as he is listed as a COVID-19 cold contact and was under medical surveillance. His lawyer, Dick Lee, said, yeah, I know, said his mediation needed to be postponed. During mediation, Barrister Ting Kairu, who represented Kwok, said all of the defendants in the case were young and have little, have little life experiences. Ting argued that that their ignorance of the Beijing-imposed national security law and its consequences were among the reasons they committed the offense. At the time of their offense, the legislation had only been implemented for about six months, and schools have not yet started educating students about it, he said. The group, he said, has received warnings from police regarding breaching anti-epidemic rules, but never warned about the possibility of violating the national security law. The defense did not know what they did wrong, Tian argued. Had there been such a warning, maybe the street boost that came afterwards would not have been occurred, he said. Tian also argued that the imminence of the impact of the defense speech or behavior. Judge Kwok in the last hearing raised concerns over the groups encouraging people to, be, to get prepared and be ready when the right time come. Tin said it, it's important that the court did not estimate the impact uh, by thinking too far ahead and should instead evaluate the impact on the present or in the near future. That's in the year that that is the year or so that followed. Tin also said the group impact was not far reaching because of the street boots did not draw much of public attention and the content of their speeches was no more than a joke to anyone sense. Their social media posts only has several hundred likes, he said, a- adding people liking it something that did not mean that they incited by it. The judge, however, said, said a person can change very quickly. If someone accepted what the group said, then society would have been in great danger, the judge said, adding that it would be a group of people up to organize and cause trouble. In response, Tim said the defendants experienced challenges, including massive societal changes during the protests 
that started in 2019 during their puberty, but they were good people at heart and in nature. They revealed to the court that the Kwok was involved in another case where she originally faced a terrorism charge under the national security law, but that they were placed. They were replaced by an alternative charge of conspiring to make or possess or possess explosives. He said Quark had pled guilty to the charge but have yet to be sentenced. Then asked the court to not take this this other case into account and to sentence the teenage to a training center. Tun Yu Lung, who represent who represents seventeen year old Lung, also pled for leniency, arguing the teenager had shown inactive participation in the group's activity. Lynn only spoke at two of the street booths, where she has basically repeated what other people have said, Chen said. Chen further, further said the young girl was a good student who cared about social and current affairs, and that, and that her judgment had to last because she lacked the ability to determine right from wrong. The lawyer said, Lynn has already been detained for one year, and that was deterrent enough, adding that she what she needed not a chance of reputation. He asked the court to give the teen a community service order. David Chu, who represented Chen Chao, urged the court to show leniency due to his young age. He said Chen Chao was, was a month shot of 16 when the offense took place, and the main reason he had committed the offense um, was shot of that, and the main that he committed, committed the offense that was when he was an innocent teenager. Chu said the defense took part in it just to return vagrant street boot and that he only recited some promotional materials at one of the events in January. Chu also asked the court to consider the need for, for a reputation for these young defendants, rather than a deterrent sentence. <laughs> Queenie Ng, the lawyer for, for one of the co-defendants, co Yen Gan, made a supplementary plea by submitting a mitigation letter from Yen's parents. In the letter, they said they had tried their best to teach Yen to be a good and law-abiding person. However, they said their busy work schedule made it difficult for them to communicate with Yen, who was influenced and misled, quote-unquote, by some media, resulting in a de deviation in his, of his mindset. They said Yen liked to travel, liked traveling to the mainland, and he loved the con this country a lot. The court was told that Yuan had attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Judge Kwok denied Lin's bail application pending, pending sentencing. Kwok said he he would cor seek correction of facilities reports for Chen Zhao, including that of detention center, rehabilitation center, and training center, but that required this bail to be revoked. All defendants were reprimanded and returned to court on October 8th. How long are they going to be holding these guys? I don't know why they're holding them for so long. They don't even know what to do with these guys. <sighs> Let's talk about COVID-19, shall we? Why don't we talk about that? Because we know about the marathon, not the Boston marathon, but the Hong Kong marathon. COVID-19, Hong Kong 2022 Marathon Act, organizers said government failed to give approval on time. The standard charter Hong Kong marathon had been canceled with organizers saying that the government had failed to give approval in time amidst the COVID-19 outbreak. The decision is made based on the fact that only two months remaining before the event, event day, there is insufficient time for runners and relevant stakeholders to adequately prepare for the race, a notice from the organizers on Facebook read on Friday. 
The event, which took which took place last year with a limited headcount, was originally scheduled for November 20th. While much of the world has relaxed COVID-19 anti-epidemic rules, Hong Kong continues to enact a four-person limit in public, compulsory face mask outdoors, and forces tracking apps for entering certain buildings. Hong Kong's Association of Athletics Affiliates warned that the event would be axed unless the government gave an official response this week. Hong Kong logged, logged 8,999 new COVID-19 infections on Friday, of which 131 cases were imported. The city had added 16 new deaths. In all, the city has, has seen 1.68 million cases and 9,836 deaths. If you ask me, is that a lot? The answer is yes. 1.68 is quite a bit for a small city. COVID-19, Hong Kong's considering axing hotel quarantine, health, uh, health chief says, local media report announcements to come this month. Hong Kong's considering axing compulsory COVID-19 hotel quarantines for arrivals, according to, according to the state's health chief and local media. Health Secretary Lo Chun Mao said on a commercial radio show on Saturday that the government was looking into a into putting an end to hotel quarantine. As to what the mathematical formula is, whether it would be zero, 0 plus 7, the government is actively considering it, considering, Lowell said. Under the current 3 plus 4 measures, arrivals must spend 3 nights in the quarantine hotel and 4 nights under medical surveillance at home, during which they can go to work or school but cannot enter certain premises under the vaccine pass scheme, including restaurants. The 0 plus 7 model is expected to remove the quarantine stay but restrict arrivals from some venues in the same way. The government does not hope to differ on these measures. Our direction is to increase international international connectivity, Law Ed. Both Oriental Data and the South China Morning Post cited unnamed sources as saying that an end to the mandatory quarantine could be announced this month. Law received backing from pro-Beijing lawmaker Priscilla Lung in a Facebook post on Sunday, as she urges the authorities to lay out a timetable for exiting pandemic restrictions. Transport Secretary Lam Sai-Hom also expressed hope that the city would reopen this year, while its executive counselor Jeffrey Lam said mandatory quarantine should be scrapped as soon as possible according to to RTHK. I don't want to force the government Gum's hand, but I must state the voices of those from the business sector. If you cannot turn to zero right away, can you do zero plus seven days of of home quarantine? It'll be better if it's zero plus three, Lamb told Commercial Radio. While much of the world had relaxed COVID-19 anti-epidemic measure rules, Hong Kong continues to enact strict social distancing measures, including enforcing a four-person limits in public, making face masks mandatory outdoors, and requiring the use of contact tracing app to certain premises. The city is also facing a brain drain and an economic deficit as business chambers urges the government to open borders. Last week, the 2023 World Dragon Boat Racing Champion was moved to Thailand and the Hong Kong Marathon was scrapped amidst the ongoing pandemic. David Hui, a government COVID-19 advisor, 
also said on on Thursday that the government was seeking to scrap hotel quarantine. He also suggested the requirement to obtain a polymeric race chain reaction, a PCR test, before arrival could be axed. As other countries ease restrictions, the costly the costly tests have becoming increasingly difficult to find. Hui said that most arrivals would will have to been double jabbed against the deceased angler, according to RTHK. <laughs> Just for clarification, an earlier version of this article suggested that the government figures had said Hong Kong may ask hotel quarantine this month, when in fact neither the health secretary Lo Chun Mao nor the official pandemic advisor David Hui gave a time for any potential policy. <laughs> so in total, they haven't so now, reality, Dan actually said that they were going to remove COVID-19 restrictions. They just, they just don't say it. So it's very vague that this is happening. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's pretty, it, when it's vague, you can't, you can't trust it. You know? You can't trust it by the time that's happened. And it, it makes it more, you know, more difficult for us. For us to even deal with it anyway. Now, speaking of Dragon Boats, we just talked about this already. August 2023, Dragon Boat Contest ditches Hong Kong over COVID-19 restrictions. The world's top boat dra- uh, top Dragon Boat competitions will ditch Hong Kong in favor of Thailand next year due to the say, stringent, um, stringent coronavirus rules organizers announced on Saturday. Hong Kong is trying to reboot its pandemic-hit sports scene, even as it continues to follow a loose version of China's zero-COVID strategy, which quashes outbreaks with travel curves and quarantine. The 2023 World Dragon Boat Racing Championships became the latest international sports event to abandon the Chinese city, according to the Hong Kong China, uh, Hong Kong China Dragon Boat Association. Hong Kong quarantine. Uh, current quarantine and isolation arrangements for visitors are still more uh, stringent than that of other countries, the group wrote on Facebook. The event scheduled for the, for next August will instead be held in Pattaya in Thailand, the International Dragon Boat Federation confirmed. The news came, comes a, a day after the Hong Kong Marathon and Oxfam Trail Walkers event separately announced their cancellation. Marathon organizers said they have not received government approval in with just two months left with just two months left before the runner race, which did not leave enough time for preparations. Last year's marathon was held in October after a month's long delay and featured no overseas competitors, while in twenty twenty the event was called up by the government with two weeks notice. Stupid government ever. Organizers of the Oxfam Trail Walkers, at least it's healthy, also said their event could not be held even though they offered a they offered to cap the number of participants at sixteen hundred. The government believes that there there that there remains a remains a large number of people involved in the in the event. Organizers said on Facebook. Earlier this month, Hong Kong Top Batman Tournament was also cancelled after the government insisted that overseas players be kept in an isolation bubble. <laughs> Hong Kong's officials said some foreigners' competitors have agreed to the coronavirus restrictions citing the Hong Kong Masters Snooker Tournament next month and the Hong Kong Rugby Sevens in November. 
those, ev those events will be run using a Beijing, quote-unquote, Beijing Olympic-style closed-loop system, in which overseas players were kept in isolation from the community, restricted to hotels and sport venues. The typically rowdy fans at the Rugby Sevens will be allowed to drink, but not to eat in, in the stand, Hong Kong Sports Commissioner has said. On Friday, Hong Kong authorities gave the green light to an annual cross-harbor swimming race, so only 1,500 participants will be allowed to join. Okay. Friends are allowed to drink. They can't eat. What's the point? Let them eat. That doesn't make any sense to me. You might as well let them eat then. That doesn't make any... It doesn't... It doesn't add up... It doesn't add up well. Alright, it doesn't add up well enough for me. In my opinion, it doesn't add up close enough. Like, what kind of rule? Drink, not eat. What do they can do then? Then what's the point of them opening up their mouth while drinking? It doesn't make any sense to me. You're still doing the same thing with your mouth, goodness sake. Eating and drinking, for goodness sake. Why are you even saying that anyway? It just sounds so absurd. Hong Kong's number two official appointed as the chair of election com election candidate vetting committee. Chief Secretary Eric Chan, Eric, uh, Eric Chan had been appointed the chairperson of the committee that screens candidates standing for election in Hong Kong. <laughs> Chan, the city's number two official, will replace Financial Secretary Paul Chan as the head of the candidate eligibility review committee. The government sent a statement on Monday. Secretary for Home and, and Use of Fair Alice Mack has also joined the committees as a member. Mack joined Secretary for Constitution and Mainland Affairs Eric Zhang Kuo Wai and Security Chief Chris Tong as an official member of the committee. Elsie Lung, Rita Fett, and Lawrence Lau are non official members. The Candidate Eligibility Review Committee is tasked with vetting potential candidates who want to stand in the Chief Executive, Legislative Council, and Election Committee elections. Their decision is, ba their decision is based on an evaluation made by the Committee on National Security, which assesses whether a candidate would oppose the basic law and bears allegiance to the Hong Kong government, according to the Constitutional and Mainland Affairs Bureau. The committee's decision what are not subject to any judicial proceeding, meaning their verdicts are final. The candidate's eligibility review committee was set up last year as a part of a major electoral overhaul that drastically reduced democratic representation among Hong Kong political leadership. The overhaul was unanimously approved by China's top legislative body last March. <laughs> Chief Executive John Lee chaired the vetting committee when he was a chief secretary of the previous administrations. Lee resigned from the city's number two positions in April to run for the chief executive race, in which he was the sole candidate. In doing so, he was also removed from the committee's post. Under the, under the electoral changes, the city's elected political figures to to be to the extended to the expanded ninety seat legislature December last December, who barring one were all barring one were all from the pro establishment camp. Tik Chi Yun was the sole lawmaker to identify as a moderate. Authorities have hailed the sweeping changes which ensures that only patriots quote unquote can participate in the politics as an improvement 
to the city's electoral system. And the answer is, do I give a D word to these guys? Do I give a darn? No, I don't. You know why? The system's fake, for goodness sake. It's a fake election and it's a rubber stamp election. Police officers reprimand over actions during the 2019 protest was not in the wrong, Hong Kong security chief says. <sighs> reprimand a police officer who firing a sponge grenade does not mean that an act was wrong. What does that supposed to mean? Hong Kong's chief, Hong Kong security chief has said. His comments came after a police rule that that a complaint made by a journalist who literally hit by a non-lethal projectile during a 2019 protest as unsubsidated. The reporters who who used to work for commercial radio filed his complaint to the complaint against police off police office or capo as people call it. After being well, I don't know what that people calls it, but I'm gonna call it capo for now. After being shot by riot police in Mong Kok in November 2019, Yatler reported. According to commercial radio, the report was caught up as police dispersed protesters in the area. According to Yatler, riot police pushed the reporters and threatened to arrest him. He just heard a gunshot when he turned to leave and later found that his backpack has been shot. Sponge grenades were found at the scene. After reviewing the evidence, Capo ruled that neither police pursuit not firing up the sponge grenades were, unre- were unreasonable, as the reporters had ignored multiple requests to leave and had, and had run away had run way after after touching a police officer's hands. <laughs> the off the office said that there was not sufficient evidence to support the complaint. It was found to be unsubstantiated. Really? Tung, who was who was the commissioner of police at the time of the incident, said that he had reprimanded the officers involved in the incident. However, Secretary for Security said that even though he has scolded the officers, it does not mean that they have been wrong to react in the way they had. At the time, I was the commissioner of police. I thought there was room for improvements in the incident. That's why I reprimanded the officers for reminding them to do better, Tung said on Monday. According to commercial radio, Capo's conclusion was incompatible with, with what was understood as fact by the media outlet. I mean that reporters have not proactively touched an officer's hand and have not been running from arrest. The media outlet also said that it would request the police to review the investigation's results. Capo also found another complaint filed by the same reporter that an officer had pushed away his phones and pulled his gas mask down to be unsubstantiated. Uh, unsubstantiated, uh, stated. The officer, the officer said that the officers denied the allegations, and there was no footage of the alleged incident. I wonder if that, I wonder if that actually puts in to many of these idiots, particularly pro Beijing, right, for doing this kind of crap. I'm really shocked that they deny everything like they typically would. They're pro Beijing. Well, start to, uh, you know. Not deny. Head of Hong Kong's journalist group Ronson Chen charged with obstructing police officers doing reporting. Ronson Chen, the chairperson of the city's largest journalist group, largest journalist group, the Hong Kong Journalist Association, had been officially charged with obstructing police officers while reporting. Speaking to reporters outside Hong Kong police station on Monday, the former Stan News reporter said that he had received calls from a force earlier in the day, notifying him that he was a fit who would be officially charged. 
Chen was initially arrested for obstructing police officers and disorder in public places on September 7th, while reporting on a homeowner committee meeting for an online outlet, Channel C. Police said he was amongst two suspicious men seen by officers and that Chan had refused to comply with officers' request to present his identification despite multiple warnings. Holding a ball of coke in one hand and wearing a black polo shirt and a patterned headband, Chan was released on police bail after staying at the police station for less than an hour. He will appear at the West Calhoun Magistrate's Court on Thursday afternoon. Chen could face up a maximum jail time two years if convicted. <laughs> Chen said, said the charge would bring a certain disturbance and difficulties for his planned departure to the UK on Wednesday to pursue a six-month fellowship program at the Reuters Institute at, Ox at Oxford University. Fortunately, the Oxford said, said they will support me and they will see, see what will happen. Chen said, and that he will respect whatever decision the magistrate makes. If I lost a chance, I would not regret it, Chen added. Hong Kong Free Press had reached out to the Reuters Institute for comment. When Hong Kong Free Press asked what he thought the incident said, said about the status of press freedom in Hong Kong, Chen said, even in Beijing streets, you will never experience any charges for asking a policeman which unit comes from or him to show his warrant card, etc. You can imagine how the environment Hong Kong journalists and Hong Kong reporters and journalists facing it is not a very easy environment, Chen said. <coughs> Chen form, Chen's former employer, Stan News, was forced to cease operations last December after its newsroom was raided by the police by police officers from the National Security Department, and seven people linked to the outlets were arrested. The nonprofit online news source was founded in December 2014 and has a pro-democracy slant. I wonder what kind of shocking it is to see that happening at all, because Hong Kong is no longer Hong Kong that we are looking for. It's not Hong Kong that we actually thought about. Let's see something worse that we have to see a student did to a 12-year-old with autism. Hong Kong students convicted of raping 12-year-old a 12-year-old girl with autism. A 20-year-old Hong Kong student has been convicted of raping a 12-year-old girl after a seven-member jury returned a guilty verdict on Monday. Fong Galak appeared in front of the of the jury and Judge Anna Lai at the High Court. Local media reported he was accused of raping the girl who lived in the same building as him on Taiwan on Taiwan in October 2020. The girl was autistic, the court heard. She was also been diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, the, court, the persecution rate said, according to local media. The girl earlier testified that Fong had grabbed her in the stairwell of the residential building when she was returning home from school, local media reported. Fong was accused of taking, her face, taking off her face mask, trying to kiss her. The 20-year-old also asked, her to take off her underwear. Oh my gosh, I don't know why. Why am I reading this? And penetrate her genitalia with his penis, the court heard. The victim also said Fong had asked her to perform oral sex, but she refused. This is probably the sickest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. This is very, very disturbing. Fong made it to touching the girl's genitals, but only with his hands. That's still sexual assault, you moron. According to local media. He also made it to touching her breasts and said that he had asked a girl to perform oral sex on him on three times. What kind of dude is this? He should be going to school, not doing this. Local media reported that 
Fong's semen was found in the girl's un school uniform. He earlier admitted to one count of indecent assault. Good. After a trial lasting for more than a week, Judge Lai addressed the jury on Monday morning. He told them there were three elements that constitute a rape offense, the witness report. There were intercourses that occurred, whether the complainant gave the consent, whether the defendants knowingly disregard the complaints, the complainants unwilling to have intercourse. The jury started deliberation at around 11.15 a.m. and returned a guilty verdict after four hours. Lai ordered a trauma report into the girl's psychological well-being, as well as a mental report for Fong. I don't know why you need a mental report. If he was, if he was mental, he would have not done it. If he was, if he was not mental, he, if he was mental, he would have not done it. If he was mental, if he was not mental, he would have done it anyway. The case was adjourned to December first for sentencing. Fong was reprimanded in custody. Thank God. This person is a douchebag. I'm sorry for saying. I'm sorry for being, um, you know, a bit, <laughs> a bit bitter. But this guy, oh man, he should be in jail forever. Okay, let's talk about unemployment, shall we? Hong Kong's unemployment rate drops to 4.1%. Around 161,900 remain out of work. Hong Kong's unemployment rate dropped to 4.1% in June to August. The latest government statistic has shown as around 161,000. 1,900 people remain jobless. That's for sucks. The numbers of unemployed Hong Kong has declined by around 6,300 6, in June to August compared to 168,200 in May to July. The Census and Statistics um, Departments announced on Monday. The figures marked, marked a 0.2% decrease in the city's jobless rate, which stood at 4.3% during the May, during the May to July period. Total employment in Hong Kong rose over the same period from 3,593,100 to 3,609,309,300 as the labor force expanded from a oh, while wow, 3 Three million seven seven hundred and sixty one thousand three hundred to three hundred to three thousand seven hundred seven hundred and seventy one thousand three million seven hundred and seventy one thousand two hundred. The number under underemployed citizens also fell from eighty four thousand three hundred to seventy four thousand four hundred. Se Secretary for Labor and Welfare Chris Sun. Said said on Monday that Hong Kong's labor market continued to improve as domestic activities were revived amidst the COVID nineteen pandemic. <sighs> the improvement was partly supported by the second phase of the government's consumption voucher scheme, which backed local consumption demand. The official said some predicted the, that the labor market would further improvement would see further improvement in the near term, but it may be constrained. By recent tightening financial conditions, it could also be affected by development of the pandemic, which may be bearings on the econ on economic activities. It is therefore crucial for the for the community to continue to work in, uni in unison with the government to bring the pandemic under control. Sun said in the press statement. Hong Kong logged six 
1,216 new COVID-19 infections on Monday, the lowest daily caseload since mid-August. Financial Secretary Paul Chan said last Sunday that the city could see a fiscal deficit of more than, uh, more than $100 billion as the pandemic continued to batter the economy. The estimates would mark the second year's highest shortfall, following a deficit of two of $232.5 million billion recorded in 2020. Also on Monday, the Social Welfare Department reported a 0.3% drop in an overall comprehensive Social Security assistance cases in August compared with the previous month. The total caseload under the welfare program stood at 210,367 at the end of August with a total of 296,887 people receiving financial assistance. The department said the average numbers of CSSA applications for unemployment cases in June to August was 484 each month, which declined by 3.2% compared to the figure in May. In May to July, other claimants, including including those with a low earning, single parents, old age, and permanent disability cases, all registered month-to-month decrease decreases. But cases in relations to ill health rose by 0.7 percent to 27,202. The Hong Kong government fiscal situation would likely be worse than expected, Financial Secretary Paul Chan said on Sunday. As he predicted, the city would could see a deficit of more than one hundred billion dollars this year, the, the second high, ever highest. That kind of sucked. I wonder what they're gonna do next. Hopefully, they change something that sounds better, right? Marvelous, marvelous, you, you more. I think this is the final news for today. Joe Biden issues warnings to China and Russia, says U.S. troops would help defend Taiwan if Ireland were attacked. I don't know that I don't know if it's gonna work. I'm hoping it's to be true. President Joe Biden issued forceful warnings to China and Russia to, uh, on Sunday and expressed optimism over the U.S. economic rebound, but surprised many by hedging on whether he would seek re-election. Come on, he's old. he's like seventy something. He's about to turn eighty, and he's old. I don't even know how long he can last as president. In a rare, wide-ranging interview with the CBS 60-minute program, Biden went back on the repeated assertion by the White House that he's sure that he's sure to run in 2024. Biden, who turns 80 in November, told interviewer Scott Paley that a re-election is his intentions, but it is a firm decision that I can run again. That remains to be seen, he said. It's much too early. Biden said, calling himself a great specter of fate. Not really. Surveying the state of the world's largest economy, Biden was optimistic. He declared the COVID-19 pandemic in the United States over and predicted that his administration would, in, was tame infla- was, would tame inflation. The main reason for this weak approval rating and the reason Republicans believe that they can take control of Congress in the upcoming November midterm election. We're going to con- we're going to get control of inflation," he said. And a surprise moment, Biden once again appeared to challenge decades of U.S. policy on Taiwan when they vowed that he would send troops to defend the several island if China tried to invade. Yes, he said, and that the, that 
This would happen if there was an unprecedented attack, possibly referring to some, something beyond frequent saber-rattling conducted by the Chinese military forces around Taiwan. While Washington does arm Taiwan, it has a long-maintained policy of a strategic ambiguity on whether it would intervene military if, Ty if Beijing were to invade. The policy is designed to dissuade both China from invading and Taiwan from formally declaring independence. The White House said that Biden's latest remarks did not indicate a change, but being being condemned. But Beijing condemned the comment on Monday during a daily foreign ministry pre, uh, press briefing. U.S. remarks severely violate the important commitment the U.S. made not to not to support Taiwan independence. That sent a seriously erroneous, um, erroneous signal to Taiwan separatist independence forces. Spokesperson Mao Ning said. However, Taiwan Ministry of Foreign Affairs expressed its sincere gratitude for Biden's support. Smart. In the face of the Chinese military expansion and their provocative actions, our government will continue to strengthen self-defense capabilities to firmly resist the expansions and aggressions of authoritarianism and at the same time deepen the close, close Taiwan-U.S. security partnership, the ministry said in a statement. And another tough message to the United States' biggest economic and geopolitical rival, Biden said he had warned, pre had warned Chinese President Xi Jinping not to support Russian military in its invasion of Ukraine. He said he told Xi that U.S. and other foreign investments in China would be disrupted and to think otherwise would be a gigantic mistake. <clears throat> he also said that it put Russian President or Russian dictator Vladimir Putin uses nuclear or non-conventional weapons against Ukraine. The U.S. will respond. The U.S. response will be consequential. When I, when asked what he would tell Putin if the Russian leader was mowing such a move, he said, "Don't, don't, don't." Yes, that that's gonna help stop it. Biden praised the Ukrainians for their gritty fight against the huge Russian invasion and they and said they were defeating Russia. Asked how did if the vic how to find the victory for Kiev, he said winning the war in Ukraine is to get Russia out of Ukraine completely. But given the scale of the human suffering and destructions inflicted in the resisting the Russian onslaught, it's awful to count that as winning, he said. Despite his poor ratings and polls showing Democrats is likely to lose as is likely to lose control of at least one chamber of Congress, Biden said he is upbeat, like he said he would. No, noting that employment is in, is booming and the economy is strong, not really. Biden said we hope we can have, as they say, a soft landing. On whether his age is physically and mentally able to continue in a growing job, Biden said, watch me. It is a matter of, you know, the old that old expression, the proof of put the proof of the pudding is in the eating. When asked his when asked his source of inspiration when times get tough, Biden mentioned that his son Bill um Bill Biden who died in twenty fifteen, but also his parents ex um excursion to just get up. Biden said he had a lot to give. We'll see if he runs and we'll see if the Democrats will take control of the chain of the two chamber or not. And thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoy this podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our regular podcast. Thank you for tuning in, guys, and we'll talk more next time. This is Team Cal, my radio, signing out. I hope you guys are having a great day.
đạp đầy sông núi anh em ta đáp đầy sông núi quyết bảo vệ sáng sáng ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you Thank <laughs> you.